0: Hey, MedTalkers, welcome back to MedTalks, where everything biotechnical rocks. This is your co-host, Abhinav.
1: And I'm your co-host, Satya.
0: And in today's episode, we'll be talking about a novel technology that allows scientists to quickly figure out what allergies you have using rare blood cells.
1: Let's check it out. All
0: right, so we found this new method, but Is it even possible to detect allergies that quickly?
1: So at first glance, it seems sort of impossible, right? To find out what allergies a person has without even having them try different foods or getting exposed to different substances. But in fact, it is possible because there is a rare blood cell called a basophil, which actually takes up less than 1% of all your white blood cells. And apparently these cells have the ability to tell scientists what kind of allergies you have. Without having the patient expose themselves to the actual substance that causes the allergic reaction.
0: Oh, so it's like outside the body, and you can know what infection, oh, not one inf- allergies the person has.
1: Yeah, so I think this device sort of allows scientists to isolate these basophils, and using that, they can do some sort of test or diagnostic to see what kind of allergies the patient has or any other sort of concerns. Because apparently these basophils, um, which activate inflammation and other like allergic responses, such as rashes and anaphylaxis, uh, can just indicate what kind of allergic reactions a patient might have to certain substances and foods, and uh, other things like that.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Can this uh, technology and this blood cell tell it, it precisely what in what allergies a person has, like? Or is is there some kind of uh, imperfections in the technology? Um, I
1: think this. I mean, I think this technology isn't a hundred percent perfect, but I'm pretty sure, according to you know the paper this was published in and the article, it's around ninety five percent that uh, of patients can get their allergies diagnosed by this sort of method, and it's a lot more accurate than other allergy tests, such as like a skin prick test or like a traditional blood test that is used in uh, clinics nowadays. But since this is sort of in a research setting and sort of experimental, um, it's not fully accessible to all the clinics yet. But as studies have shown for more than around 10 years, this sort of basophila activation test has been proven to be very accurate in regards to finding allergies.
0: Cool. That's amazing to hear that people are able to help people fight off allergies but i still don't understand how this device act works because you let me get this straight you extract the basophils from a person right and then Mm -hmm. what do you do with the basophils like is it you just keep in a petri dish and let it happen or what
1: okay so i think the procedure i think this technology is sort of the procedure of actually drawing out the basophil cells i think Mm -hmm. doing the actual test might be a different sort of technology But according to the article we're going off of, so this basophil activation test is sort of like a laboratory procedure. And what essentially happens is that they take a sample of the whole blood and then using a combination of some size-based sorting and uh, like an antibody substance, it targets the non-basophil cells and basically separates them from the basophil cells. And then there's like
0: an inbuilt filter in the machine. Yeah, sort of.
1: Yeah. And so I I think they also include some sort of magnetic nanoparticles. I'm not too, you know, experienced or well-versed in this topic, but according to what I've been seeing and, uh, you know, been learning about, it seems that these magnetic nanoparticles are going to bind to this sort of antibody substance that they've made. And this sort of allows them to filter out the basophils from the rest of the blood cells.
0: Oh, that's interesting and the rest of the blood is basically of no use now after uh yeah because
1: i think the magnetic field it basically attracts and immobilizes everything that's not a basophil and so yeah and so that way you only get the basophils and they they flow through this machine um that has a progressively stronger magnetic field to ensure that you know the outcome of this machine is pure purely just basophils so you don't have any sort of contamination or other substances in there.
0: Okay, so the big part of this is the purification of the basophils themselves.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you want to purify the blood to make sure you isolate the basophils and the actual tests that they do to ensure, um, you know, how basically to indicate the sort of allergies patients have. I'm not completely sure on how they do that yet, but this device solely just focuses on, you know, isolating those basophils and making sure it's purified. And that in turn is what gives us this 95% Uh, readout
0: that's amazing like with a simple process i mean not simple but efficient process that is very effective and can give such a high accuracy that's just outstanding exactly yeah is it like i know you talked about the effectiveness compared to conventional testing but do you think that there is some kind of how should i say this like Not limitations but sort of improvements that this could be that could be done on this research in the future like what do you see could happen to this research in the future
1: yeah um definitely so i think the key like the key driver of this design was speed because you know the other tests that we have like in traditional clinics and things like that aren't super fast and it's important to be fast because blood cells lose integrity the more time they spent out of the body so the faster that this process is, the more accurate uh, the readouts can be. And so that's the I think that was the leading factor in the production of this technology. But some of the things that it could improve on is one, it could be more accessible to clinics because right now it's in the research experimental stage. If it can get past some sort of you know um, approval or some sort of regulation, then it can be accessible to a lot of clinics, which, you know, allow people to get really fast uh, allergy tests and it also allows people to find out what allergies they have without actually eating the food that they're allergic to or being exposed to the substance that they're allergic to. So I think that's one thing it, it could improve on. Another thing is also that they, the article claims that this sort of technology is not as efficient as it could be. Like um, It says something about having a, you can't have a good treatment approach without a good diagnostic readout. And so what they're saying is that uh, even though the approach to this sort of treatment and the machine is efficient, it still needs to be optimized a little more to ensure that the diagnostic readout is as best as it can be and to ensure that the whole process is more streamlined and more easy for people to use so that it's not too cluttered and it's a simple process that can come to clinics.
0: Okay. Right now it's in like a big sort of like clunky machine and we're trying to streamline it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's interesting.
0: I mean, although you explained it very simply, I probably assume that this machine is very complicated with a bunch of steps that are very intricate and complex, right?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, this was made by Stanford University, and they're they're just known for putting in a lot of complex stuff and making sort of uh, really technological, big technological innovations. So I think right now this machine, even though it sounds simple, making it is very very complex and even just the process of learning how to engineer it is complex so yeah
0: that's interesting like just thinking about how nanoparticles and magnetism and how these can be used to essentially help people out with their lives like that's just amazing yeah
1: it's awesome and it's it also shows like how as we grow and uh, as society goes on, uh, the fields of biology and technology are becoming more and more entangled. They're becoming more yeah. intertwined because I think biotechnology as a field itself is rapidly growing right now.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. With, with everything going on. like
1: Exactly. It's and scope. I actually I wanted to ask you just what do you think about biotechnology as a field in general? Like how where do you see the research would go for this? Do you see it as a field that is going to be very popular in the next decade or so?
0: Yeah, I think not to get too off topic from this conversation, but to answer your question, I think it has a lot of scope because we, we've we seen how technology improved with, with computers and the digital age and everything. And that similar shift is happening in the biology sector with medicine and clinics and everything like well as we said as we talked about in earlier episodes with ai robots and stuff like for like for like as doctors ai doctors it's like they're as you said they're becoming very entangled and in the future we may not see medicine without any biotechnology so they maybe become one and whole
1: right i definitely agree and so i also wanted to ask you one more thing so What do you think about this sort of technology that can um, indicate people's allergies in less than around 10 minutes or something like that? Or what do you think the uses are for this? And what do you see as the future for this technology?
0: Yeah, to build off what you said, I feel like if we can get it into clinics, that would be awesome, but in my opinion, maybe we could use this for something else, maybe instead of just allergies, maybe potential, uh blood disorders because i know that uh certain blood disorders or certain blood infections happen because people don't have people have different structures in their blood cells Like Certainly. some people have different like uh, different structures like some people's are like circular like normal people some people's are like bent and sh- shriveled like it just depends based on your genetics but we can use this technology to figure this stuff out more quickly i guess because it has the isolation mechanism and the purification steps and we don't have to run it through DNA and genetic tests which may take a longer time than this. So if we can get this out and like master this process, we can like use it in like rural rural settings and like uh, developing countries too effectively diagnose treatments that'll be amazing
1: right exactly and uh, I like what you said about the the bringing to clinics because I know that the current process is very slow and painful especially with skin tests and oral food challenges things like that Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I definitely agree that it should be coming to clinics once it uh, gets out of the research and experimental stage and it gets approved I think definitely this will be a revolutionary technology when trying to figure out what allergies people have
0: I don't think this has many, like, ethical issues as well, because this is outside the body. I think it's called ex vivo, ex vitro, one of those. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's literally no risk, I mean, maybe drawing out basophils could have a potential consequence on humans, but that I don't think that's such a, I don't think that has a high probability of happening
1: exactly yeah and this technology i think most biotechnology innovations have some sort of ethical issue that comes with it i mean as we've seen in our previous episodes with CRISPR and uh you know cloning and things like that yeah. they definitely have a lot of ethical issues but for this topic especially this technology it's just like a normal blood test where they just draw out the blood so yeah i agree when like there's really no ethical issue to this that i see
0: yeah without this ethical barrier i think once it like perfects what it does this technology can get up and running into into the clinical world like immediately once it gets fda approval and all that stuff
1: yeah a hundred percent
0: that would be great actually like Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah. honestly yeah that would yeah that would this is some sort of i think it's just a revolutionary technology that doesn't you know it seems simple enough uh compared to a lot of other biotechnology inventions that are coming out recently and yeah. because of the no ethical barrier, it just seems like something that can be out in clinics very soon. So, yeah.
0: Also, talking about the complex steps, it made me think about the monetary cost, like the money side of this. Like, do you think right. this could be a little bit expensive because with all the fancy technology in this device, like it could be a little hard for the normal person or the normal clinic to like manage properly and control? Right.
1: So, um, I'm not completely sure about the monetary cost, but since, you know, it includes things like magnets and microfluidics and a lot of complex engineering, um, I think that it might cost a little bit of money, like more money than what you would expect to actually make the device. Um, that being said, I hope that during the research and experimental process that Sanford is going through, that they are able to bring the cost down and make it more efficient. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. Because with research and development, all of this, these costs go lower. And that's great to hear. Yep. Okay. Once people get to know how to make stuff.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Grind it out. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well said. Well said. But um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Do you have anything else to add?
0: No, I, I don't have any other questions on this topic.
1: Okay, cool. So then yeah, let's end the episode here. So yeah, thank you all for listening in. This was Med MedTalks. Um, our episode today was about this new technology that uses rare white blood cells called basophils to figure out what allergies patients have in a very quick amount of time, around 10 minutes or so. And hopefully we can start seeing this technology in clinics soon, especially without the ethical barrier that comes with it. Um, Also, this uh, whole episode was based on an article that came out on Stanford News on May 23rd, 2022, so the article will be in the description, you can go and check the article out as well, and big props to Stanford University for innovating and making this technology. But other than that, thank you all for listening in, and we hope to see you next time. Stay tuned, Talkers.